Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, I'm Jeremy Parsons from People on the Hollywood Raw podcast talking about what it's like to be on the red carpet, the real story, and my most awkward moment with Bruce Willis. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. My name is Adam Glynn. Uh, don't mind my glasses if you're watching on YouTube. We'll talk what is about going on? What is up with these glasses, bro? That guy making fun of my glasses right now is my friend Dax Holtz. How are you, sir? I don't appreciate the bullying. What is happening? So I'm wearing glasses right now. I got pink eye. No, I'm sorry. Not glasses. Yellow tinted glasses. Like, what is happening? Number one, if Dax, if you were a biohacker, you would know if you were these are blue blocking shields. If I want to get eyes like Brad Pitt, you have to start wearing these glasses. So they're blue blocking glasses. Number two, I do have pink eye. I was in Cleveland. No, I wasn't Cleveland. I, w- I was in Columbus, Ohio all weekend at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic. The Arnold Classic. It's the biggest health and bodybuilding and muscle man conference. How many people like, did you let fart in your face, bro? What's happening right I now? I know, dude. It was, dude, the whole place was meatheads and smelled like fucking protein farts. It was, uh, yeah, I, I did see Arnold, but yeah, it was just probably it, it, for a thing that was a health conference. Maybe it wasn't the healthiest thing because I came back with pink eye. How? <laughs> I don't know. So bizarre. Um, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at your pain, but your glasses are so ridiculous. Oh, dude. I look at my, I mean, look, I got like the one eye is just oh, man. Put the glasses back on, bro. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it looks really look weird. Like Igor over there. I know. I look like a cyclops. Just like, <laughs> my eye looked like a catcher's mitt. But uh, we got a fun podcast today. We have our friend Jeremy Parsons on the show. Jeremy is a longtime host with People Magazine and People TV. Um, we're going to talk to him about all about the red carpet experience and his experience on the red just, carpet, how it works. Like the real side of like red carpet. Like I, I'm always curious because I've done a couple red carpets, but not like Jeremy. Jeremy has covered every red carpet on the sun. I ever, I, I follow him on Instagram like Adam does. And I swear every day he's posting like him with Brad Pitt, him with, you know, so-and-so it's just like, he's met everyone, talked to everyone. So um, I, I love these kinds of interviews when we find out you know what it's like for someone who does this on a daily basis he's always like in the good position on a red carpet i'm always the guy who no joke like sneaks into the red carpet like i'm not supposed to be there i try to say i'm the camera guy like the backup camera guy for another studio like another company and i sneak onto red carpets and it's crazy because it's not like i'm i am my own outlet and i get more views than half of these other outlets and i say that not like a douche i say that like proudly like no and i've interviewed these people more than anybody else has but somehow they just don't allow me on i get it because i have pink eye and i have you know and i dress <laughs> like i'm selling adderall but it's um it's uh i should be allowed more of these red carpets but jeremy's always invited to these red carpets he gets a good position has a good relationship with these celebrities so i'm excited to talk to him before we get to him uh dax do you have some reviews that we can read i got reviews all right this one five star from andrea mari stevens still love found you on juicy scoop i enjoyed both of your work for decades and you guys continue to excel your guests are amazing the older interviews are, are so worth the listen questions are exactly what we'd ask um and that you're great at just listening for the record you never appear to take a, a side love when you get my I love when i get my hollywood raw notification andrea from illinois Andrea, thank you, thank you Andrea. so much. 
Andrea Stevens, thank that. you for that from Illinois. Thank you for that review. Again, if you want to leave a review, just go to like iTunes and podcast. Just go all the way bottom. Just figure it out. Leave us a review. All right, Dex, just one figure more. it out. Just figure it out. All right. Yeah. And then we got one more. This is Rose from uh, Texas. It looks or no. Tech said, uh, my favorite podcast, five stars. I first heard these guys on Juicy Scoop and found their podcast right away. I've listened to every episode and I am so impressed with their stories, interviews, and their fun banter. Unlike other podcasts, they seem very prepared and provide such interesting detail about celebrities and pop culture. And they let their guests tell stories without interrupting. One of them had a TMZ background and the other has a street celebrity photographer reporter. So they have uh, firsthand details and stories about famous people. There you go. <laughs> they don't even know what to call me. Street. I don't know. Just figure it out. Street, Street celebrity, celebrity, photographer, photographer reporter, reporter, guy. This guy's, just, this guy's unique. Guy. Just, yeah, just listen to him. All right. On to our guest today. Dax, tell us about our guest today. Dude, our guest today is a longtime host with People Magazine who has covered every single red carpet pretty much imaginable. Our good buddy, Jeremy Parsons. Welcome. Jeremy, it's good to see you, my friend. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, Thanks so you know, much for having me. Yeah. You, you are uh, you are just the quintessential host. You're you're just so good. You're like, uh, you know, and I'm not going to it's I hate to sound cliche, but you are Ryan Seacrest because you're so like you don't make it about you. You make it about them, which I think is very good. And you're just like you're solid. Like you just you bring it. You deliver. Is that something like you just like how does someone become a host where you a just had that natural personality or what how to work for you? A, a very poor man's Ryan Seacrest. And, and that's literally and figuratively like poor and, <laughs> and poor, <laughs> right? Uh, just give me a percentage of that Seacrest money. Um, no, I, you know what? Thank you. That's very nice of you to say that. Um, I, I have been, you know, college, I did radio stuff and I, I've always kind of had a, 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 a knack for it, I guess. It's the kind of thing, it's so weird. I think you guys know this, you know, you're doing the podcast, you've done a lot of other stuff. It's the kind of thing that it's either you kind of get it or you don't. And, and I, I feel like it's the same thing. It's like if you if you can sort of hold court at a party with a big group of people, you can probably kind of host a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, I moved to L.A. right after college and I bounced around doing stuff and landed in a job in a little startup that allowed me the opportunity to do some interviews and to host a little bit. And the, and the executive producer of that little startup that came that whole thing came and went like eight months. And he was like, you know, what? I think you like could do this. And. So it gave me more opportunities. And so, and, and from there on, I, I pursued it. And so, yeah, thank you. I, 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 I love doing it. I think it's, it's comes very naturally. I mean, I, I, I just enjoy talking to people. So that's probably it. But that, how do you wind up at people magazine? I mean, that's a huge job. That's a, that is a very big brand, a recognizable brand, a respected brand. It's not every day that someone get to be a host for people. How did you wind up there? Yeah, it's like, this is a respected brand. What the heck are you doing there? And I get it. I do. I understand. I had the same reaction. I was like, do you, wait, do you have any idea? Like I have no, I don't bring any uh, gravitas to this brand whatsoever. Uh, you know what? It's kind of crazy. It's one of those stories where um, it, it's from pe people always ask me, like, how did you, you know, advice on, you know, making steps as a host or whatever. This was one of those. I was filling in for Sam Rubin on KTLA in, in Los Angeles on the morning show there doing entertainment stuff. Um, I would fill, fill in here and there. And KTLA all of a sudden one time, only time they ever did it, sent me anywhere. They sent me to New York to do a bunch of junkets with like NBC shows. So I interviewed Fallon and I was on the set of Law & Order, stuff like that. While I was there, I, I just shot my agent an email, which, you know, I, you know how it is with agents. It's kind of like you, you, there's a thousand asks and things come and go all the time just for whatever the reason they immediately got back and was like yo it just turns out people's auditioning for this new digital video show you should go check it out i don't you know but i so i had a car it, it would have been very easy for me to dismiss that <clears throat> excuse me dismiss that because it didn't i had no idea what it was but i carved it out of my schedule for that the event that i was working i went and i did it it went well and fast forward three months later i moved to new york and that was eight years ago Wow. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was literally one of those the timing was exactly right. If I hadn't been in New York that weekend, it wouldn't have happened. If I hadn't emailed my agent in the cab just to put it out there and say, "Yo, I'm in New York, anything, whatever." You know what I mean? It was just a it was a a combination of very small little moments that led to that. So, how many auditions do you have to go on for people? Uh, <laughs> for this one, it was it was uh it was like 3. I had the initial read and then they brought me back for maybe one more. And then I then I did a, a chemistry test with several other people. It's funny. I came back to do like chemistry tests and it was like me and then maybe I think three other girls at that point. And so I was like, oh, so I 
unless you did this some other time too, I guess I'm the guy. Right. And they didn't say that, but it was, you know, there were no other dudes there. It was just me and, and me reading with other people. So at that point, I guess at the end, they had already decided that I would be the guy. So yeah, it was, so, um, so a whirlwind. did you have to keep flying back to New York for the chemistry test? I did do that a couple of times. Yeah. I came back to, wow, that's insane. Yeah. That, that's yeah, pretty it was, cool. It was really cool. And then I moved at that point, I moved my like pregnant wife and, um, one and a half year old child and me to Manhattan, Yeah, <laughs> which Dang, was, yeah. Sure, chaos. It was just crazy. I look back on that now, and it's I can. It's just a blur. And, and <laughs> can I get a mess? The cost of living is so different as well that you can have a much larger place in LA than you can in New York. You're moving into like a studio apartment with a whole family. Now, yeah. What was that like? You 100% nailed it. People always ask me that. And as I've done, you know, interviews and stuff in New York over, over time, actors are usually doing both coasts or whatever. And what do you like better in New York or you know, what's easier? And I always say that New York like welcomes you in with one arm and then beats you into submission with the other. <laughs> and then eventually you develop a mutual respect for each other. Um, but yeah, LA, you can, you can do it a lot easier. Uh, look, it was, it was from every single thing was a learning experience how do you go to the grocery store how do you go to the grocery store with a kid how do you have a baby <laughs> where how do you get to the hospital guess how a freaking uber we i you know when we were when we, my wife was like we're having my second kid it was like oh we're okay this is happening we're doing it and we went to the hospital in an uber it's just crazy it's like very different than, than what you you know <laughs> yeah and the thing is you know this is how i met jeremy uh, dax you probably don't know the story but Jeremy, when he was at People Magazine, their first office was like in Midtown, New York. And it was right. like a, for me, it was like a great spot. It was right between, you know, it was right near Radio City Music Hall, it was right near um, Sirius Radio, NBC. It's all like kind of in the same area. All the Hearst, like all the magazines are on the same area. So Jeremy started this show and all the celebrities, I mean, Jeremy was getting huge celebrities to come by his office. And it wasn't like a really like, it wasn't like a, popular spot it was it was an office building right so there's huge celebrities from drew barrymore to i remember george foreman and all these people are coming by his office to do interviews with jeremy and i knew the doorman downstairs and like hey man we got uh <laughs> these cool people coming in you should try to get and they'd hit me up so jeremy would do the nice interview and have him sitting down in the chair <laughs> i'm getting them on their way to their on the way out right outside. yeah and it was great. It was like a hidden gem for me that I was able to get these same interviews as Jeremy and kind of piggyback off his back. So thank yeah, you yeah. For that. No, you're welcome. Glad I could help. That was that. Was, yeah, <laughs> that is how I remember. I remember we would always walk out before or after. Um, my co-host at the time was Abby Crushfield, a comedian and yeah. host in, in New York, and um, she knew you, I think, previously. Um, sure. And and uh, yeah, you you were always around, and and yeah, it was kind of like it was it was it was really funny the the juxtaposition of what, of what they would experience. You know, we had like Jonas Brothers. We had, I mean, every you name it, everyone would yeah, come through. You, Nick Cannon, I mean, everyone, yeah. and, and actually in the same building, the Clintons had an office. That's right. So they would let me know that the, the door guys downstairs and those guys were, they, those guys helped me out a ton. I really owe them dinner or something, but yeah, yeah. The, the door guys would let me know like, Hey, when Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton was coming to the building. And the funniest part is, did you ever see Hillary or Bill Clinton in the building I, at all? I did see Bill Clinton. One time we came out, we went to lunch, we were walking back and it was the most nonchalant thing. There was, there was all of a sudden a couple security guys, which wasn't un unusual. And we looked over and there's an SUV door opens out walks bill clinton walks around to the back picks up like two huge like office file boxes himself and carries them in and it was like bill clinton's carrying his files you know I, I just, it was just uh it was very and almost like nothing nothing at all no, hardly anyone even reacted it was you know they, they're there all the time so i guess it was yeah this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It was actually really cool. And the thing is that like when you see Bill, Bill Clinton was more kind of warm than Hillary and just maybe because Hillary's a female. I don't know. Bill's just he's a president. So he knew what he was doing. So I would know like the door that Bill was going to. It would be like the building would get silent when he would come up, you know, because everyone's like, these. Th you know, there'd usually be like Secret Service kind of waiting for him to arrive. And they're actually very good security. The three car entourage would kind of pull up out of nowhere. Bill would kind of walk towards there and the secret service would come up to you and say, Hey, don't approach him. He'll probably approach you. And Bill Clinton <laughs> kind of walk up to you and he would like, Hey, nice to meet you. Shake your hand. If you want to get a photo with him, 
but like they just don't want you to walk towards him. He kind of walks towards you. So if you're in his like line and you're like kind of looking at him, right. he comes to you and shakes your hand. So you get that moment with Bill and Hillary. So it's kind of a cool, very cool. You don't get that with Obama. Obama doesn't stop for you. That's not like a yeah, red or blue but, thing. But yeah, I think Obama, his history yeah. has shown Bill Clinton is incredibly approachable. As yes. it turns out. <laughs> yeah, he was Obama, dude. You can't even be on the block. They're like, Yeah, you can't even be in the city. You have to right, go right, to right. real quick. Obama's gonna be walking to the Greenwich Hotel. Sure, right. It's right. weird with Obama, but Clinton's always very so cool. Let me ask you this back to uh is it the one thing about working for people, it's like like Dax said, it's an outlet that people are it's respected by. It's it's like you know, people are excited. They're always going to stop for people. You know, then you think of the next outlet down is probably maybe Us Weekly. And Us Weekly, they do stop, but there's a little bit of hesitancy because it's like, hey, they've, you know, Us Weekly has done some stories about them that maybe not have been so great, where people sure. have always been kind of very pro celebrity, very fair, maybe a lot about their causes. Have you noticed the reaction from celebrities when it came to People Magazine? They're always like, oh, people, absolutely. Or are yeah. they like, no, I no, don't want to talk to people. Yeah, day and night. I, I there. I've never had an experience where anyone's like, no, I'm not talking to you. If anything, it's it's, it's exactly the, what you're saying. It's um, you know, celebrities will will pass up five outlets on a carpet to come to people. You know that kind of thing. And and you're right. Like I, I mean, before I worked at People, I was at a couple other places, and that was my biggest revelation on on day one. It was like, oh wow. People are people want to come here, right? We're not begging people. People people want to be here. They feel like their stories are told in a way that respects who they are. And generally, you know, there's there's a level like you're saying. There's a level of it's a little more upscale in terms of the type of coverage and um, the ability for you know very famous people to tell their stories in ways that um, that they believe to be more honest and truthful. So I think there's um, there's an integrity to it, um, and then long lasting you know, just I'm long lasting relationships. I mean, people has been, and I'm, I know I'm like company man right now, but, but truly like, I mean, I jumped in and realized like, wow, the legacy of this brand is, is huge and goes way, way back to, you know, the biggest stars in the world and the biggest politicians and the biggest players in every kind of sphere will, will come to people and, and will respond to, um, to questions and, and really get honest. So that, that's been for me, from a career perspective, just really refreshing to be able to kind of break through because you know you know what it's like you you talk to celebrities and um usually it's in promotional windows and it's still promotional a lot of times for people but it's hard to get past that those top five talking points and so if you if it, to be in an environment and with a brand that allows for that is really really um refreshing yeah yeah i mean being at tmz everyone would run up to talk to us too oh yeah no run <laughs> Just loved it. You definitely didn't have to chase him down on the street or anything. Just they came right up. Yeah, everyone was just clamoring to come chat with. They us. would the run. They would so run for me. It was actually insane. Oh That's my funny. god! It but was, I guess oh. you probably still would have people at certain tiers of fame that oh, would run to you. Right? Here's the That's, thing, which is the interesting thing. At the end of the day, Jeremy, people love publicity. You know right. what I'm saying? Like they want the press. They knew where they could get it, and so everyone would still at some point want to talk. So that's what I learned. And even if you piss people off, they'll still come back to talk. Well, it's they've got something to promote crazy. eventually, right? Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm sorry, Dax. I want to say that in regards to what you just said, but yeah. it's funny. I did a setup shot one time with Lonnie Love. I think she's on like one of those shows right now. She's on like the talker. The, I love Lonnie. The, I want, she's awesome. One of those shows. So I did a setup shot with her and she's like, oh, you're a TMZ? Okay, let's do a setup. Okay, but it, so what I'm going to do is like, so since you're TMZ, I'm supposed to like walk away from you and you're supposed to keep asking questions. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sure, let's do it like that. And that was the interview. Like she's like yeah. walking away from me and I'm asking her questions. I'm like, and she's yeah. like, at the end, we're like, that good? And then we walk back into the, the place together. It's like, she's like, no, 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 no. Don't talk. No, no, no. Okay, what was that again? Yeah. Yeah. But you know so, what? That yeah. is the way to make things look a little more realistic at the end yeah. of the day. If you're like, I'm going to ask you some questions, but just keep walking. Don't stop because right. if you stop now, it's an interview. Now it looks like right. you want the interview, but if you just keep walking, then it looks right. like you have places to go and the cameras are just kind of following you. <laughs> it's a good That's tactic. Funny. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> so Jeremy, you know, listen, being in entertainment news, being a straight guy, how often do you have to convince people that you're straight? Cause you're talking to two other dudes who are straight that have, <clears throat> spend the last decade being like no 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 i swear even though i'm obsessed with entertainment news right right, right. I'm, I'm still married no believe it or not believe it or not no i you're exactly right um it, it's it turns into it's it's one of the few places i guess in the in the world of whatever it's just like it's a distinctly kind of rare lane right like uh, yeah. oddly to be a straight guy 
Um, no, that is that has definitely happened many times before. I've had I've had plenty of conversations where uh, with exactly that, to exactly that end of like, wait a second, you're married to a woman. <laughs> like, I know. And you and like I, entertainment news? It doesn't compute right, with me. Right. Wait, you love Housewives? Like a real Housewives? Like what's what's up? Like, bash, you know, no, you know, I, I'm like deep into Bachelor, the world of Bachelor, Bachelorette or have been over the years, you know, things like that. And uh I mean, but but I mean, it. I guess that speaks to the how broad entertainment news is, right? Like, I mean, every everyone has their thing, and I always I always talk about this with like I'll be I'll hang out with my guys, or whatever. Maybe we're having drinks or whatever we're doing. Different people throughout the years. It's so funny what pops for people, and like you know, I post stuff and I talk to every, a little bit of everyone. But all of a sudden, it would be like a friend that I would have never guessed. You know, a buddy that you know plays golf a zillion times a year and is like football junkie blah 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 it will be like yo i saw you talk to the bachelor last week like did he say what did he say about rachel like was she really like that? <laughs> you, know, or, or what, you know it's like like wait you you're asking me that like shocking but every everyone has their thing yeah um and there, that speaks to the kind of the broadness of it and, I, and it's what i love so much about it i think is that it kind of hits everyone at some moment but even even the most hardened like non-entertainment person that rolls their eyes at everything eventually it's like whoa you talked to jeans you played like paper table football with gene simmons you know stuff like that like you know come up it's so funny yeah no i we it's so crazy how much i know about like and that's funny i was i was at the dinner with uh this past weekend with jay cutler who's like the biggest body built not just nfl jay cutler the okay. christian cavalry jay cutler i was with jay cutler the mr olympia he's like one of the biggest bodybuilders right, right, right. ever he's like how do you keep up with all this stuff like do you watch so much i'm like honestly it's just like somehow i don't know about you guys but like it's just useless information that it just sticks in my head sure. like all this bachelor stuff like i'm able to recall this stuff some something about entertainment news is like stuck in my head and i don't know i'm, I'm like a connoisseur from i wish i could forget about this stuff but it's just i don't know for some reason it sticks in my <laughs> maybe, head maybe it's because the world's so crazy in real life there's nothing more uh satisfying than just guilt guilt-free or guilt guilty pleasure escape escapism right it's and high that's, that's it's high school it's high school <laughs> it really like is I, high school. I can live at this level right oh man uh speaking of high school do you still keep in touch with your uh high school prom date Oh my gosh! Wow, that's out of nowhere. Let's see. We, <laughs> no, don't we, I was just kidding. <laughs> no, no. But you know what? Actually, we we we're off, we're on Instagram. I mean, okay. I, I know where she is in life, and she's married, has kids, and yeah. I mean, I this was like obviously a thousand years ago. Yeah. Is she a bachelor <laughs> fan? No. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> let me ask you, Jeremy. When you're on a red carpet, we all know. Like, I mean, we all know, but I don't know if the audience knows. It's like sure. the, the red carpet's set up like this. You have the the bigger outlets up front. You know, you have the access Hollywoods, the extras and stuff, and then it goes e back as it goes down. Yep. You get to the smaller blogs. I'm usually not even a blog. I'm not at the paper on the ground. I'm the last guy like fishing around. <laughs> I am so like I'm begging to get on these carpets. They don't yep. want me there, and I'm just like basically like. I'll fuck you. Might as well have me on the carpet. I'll be outside annoying you guys. Right. So it's like they, then, it, they, right. then they get me on the red carpet. But for you, where do they put you on the carpet? Depends on the depends on the event. Depends on the show. Um, we just did the Screen Actors Guild. <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> we just did the SAG Awards last weekend, and we were we we are we're um, partnered with the Screen Actors Guild every year. So we were number two. Wow. Um, that's a good one. Uh, actually, we were number one, weren't we? We were number one. Um, and then for Grammys, we were number two because we're, we're doing we're doing like live we're doing live shows. So That's I guess awesome. it was kind of like, so E always has their thing up somewhere. And then it was ET than us for uh, for Grammy. It was it was a great, really great spot. But, you know, it depends. It really depends on um, it depends on a lot of different factors on on a lot of premieres. You know, th that's the other cool thing. Like people's weird because we've got this whole video section and then we've also got the, you know, we've also got the editorial stuff. And so sometimes the, 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 the publicist or whatever, it's, you know, it's like, well, wait, are you video? Or are you editorial? Whatever, where we're going to put you. So it, it just depends, but generally people get a really good spot. And that's been another relief. Cause I, back in the day, man, I was, I was in another place and it, it was similar to you. Like, what you just described like we were we were scrapping to be at the end right it's like and then you're yelling at people <laughs> as they walk away and wave at you yelling as they walk <laughs> away and wave, which i've still done now but but i mean you know that's just a whole different there is nothing more demoralizing than a red carpet like the oh, yeah. red carpet environment is like a little microcosm of demoralization right like you've got the power structure that's so strong publicists are completely the gods um there's a usually a rope you can't cross the rope, right? You're the, like, you're either the, the cool kids are over there and you're over here. And so, and then like the idea of like, just 
begging and leveraging anything you've got to try to get somebody to come over to the public. Please let me. Da, da. And then finally they come over the, the interview you've been staying there three hours for. And they'll be like one question. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> make it count, buddy. Here we go. Three, two, one. You better have it. And, and does hello or like, how are you? Does that count? I hope not. Right. So then it's like, you know, it just turns into this whole power thing. Um, it's a wild dynamic. I've talked to a lot of people about it. Um, but but learning to master that was has been one of the most satisfying things of of my work life like there's something about getting in that um groove and knowing how to be scrappy and knowing how to kind of leverage yourself right in the in the in a way that pe you publicists earn your trust or you earn their trust and and they'll bring their client to you and then you learn their, the trust of clients right like people are used to talking to you so they know they'll come over yeah no i how do you i, get I, I so that? appreciate that how do you get out that one question that is going to satisfy the audience <clears throat> but also satisfy the celeb because the celeb normally wants to promote something or talk about their their project and the audience that's probably the last thing they want to hear especially if the the celebs it wrapped up in like a big news story right absolutely and, and like one of those things where it's like well maybe the producers for the show they just need a bite about the big news story but in the moment it feels way out of left field to come through and ask you mm -hmm. know what do you make of this drama that has nothing to do with the event or where we're at right now i remember i was um it wasn't exactly that, but it was similar. We were at the, this was what, a year or so ago, the Batman premiere with uh, Zoe Kravitz was in it and- uh, Robert Pattinson. Um, Robert Pattinson, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, the big deal was that Zoe was showing up and Jason Momoa, who is like, you know, her like stepdad is gonna be showing up too. Wasn't gonna, and then, then as she was coming along, it was like, oh, we don't know how much time we're getting. Of course, all that our, you know, the producers and, and all that really from a viewership perspective or whatever, all we wanted was, to have her talk about Jason Momoa uh, and then, you know, in addition to the project and, um, and, and, but that was a risky thing, but then it turned out to be really fun. Like he was there at the moment, the, the, the stars aligned for me. He was there at the moment Zoe walked up. So it just became like this perfect in, inroad to get them to kind of talk about each other um, and became a fun thing. But yeah, I mean, you have to, you know, in those moments, you have to know the priorities of like, what do I need? What's going to make them happy, whatever. And then just be ready to fire away. And then, you know, the good news is usually unless it's really, really bad, like the moment comes and goes and if it sucks, then it sucks. And if it, if it, and then the next one comes and it's gone, right. There's one of the, it's one of a million. Um, so hopefully if, if it's, if it's like, if it doesn't land, hopefully it doesn't hit too hard and they forget and, you know, however you many months later you see him again. Do you have one of those red carpet moments where you like think back and you cringe just because it was so awkward and you're just like, that's the one question that you think back and you're God damn, like yeah. that one did not land. I, I've had a couple of those. Um, uh, well, I had a uh, I, I had, I had a bad, a, an embarrassing moment with Bruce Willis where um, I forget what the movie was. This was years ago. And it was, it was a random movie. It came and went like a sci-fi movie. And he came up and I was at another outlet and we were at the end. And it was one of those things where another thing that happens on carpets, if they're running out of time. So the big star shows up 15 minutes before the premiere movie starts. So then all of a sudden, by the time they get to the big outlets, they get down to the end of the carpet. They're like, oh, we've only got five minutes. They group you, right? So now you've got 15 microphones and every, they're like, what? Two questions, you know? And like, well, who's going to ask the questions? So everybody's just going to yell. So I'm fighting for it. I'm early on. And so Bruce Willis walks over. All the mics go up. I'm vying for a spot. So my mic is like almost touching his lip, right? <laughs> like my microphone is so in his face and he stops mid. So someone asks a question. He goes into it. He stops mid question, looks right at me. And he's like, just go ahead. Why don't you just move it a little closer? You, you might be able to get it like touch my mouth with the microphone, whatever. <laughs> it, he, he called it, it went, and by the way, no bad on his part. It was my fault, but it, but it was such a, for me, I was so humiliated, right? Because you've got like, you've got like the whole, this whole press corps and I was, it was my fault. I was being an idiot and I, I was all like stuffing the mic in his mouth and he just straight up called me out on it. Anyway, I think about that every single time I hold a microphone up to a celebrity's mouth. I'm not joking. I really do. Like I, every time I hold it up, I'm like, is this a good distance? Because Bruce Willis taught me. You, you hold it away from the mouth a little bit. So anyway, that's the one that comes to mind. It's seared in my memory. And even though it probably sounds like insignificant in the moment, it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Bruce Willis called me out. That's, that's great. I, Rain, uh... Rain Wilson once um, I was on a carpet. This was maybe one of my first or second ever. And this is at a point where I had to do my own makeup. And, uh, and I went a little heavy on the bronzer, 
right? So I, you know, I washed out on camera, very white guy. I don't know if you can tell. And so uh, Rain Wilson came over to someone that was right beside me. And, um, and then, and I, I tried to like get in on the interview again, this was very early. And, and he was, he, I think he was a little frustrated that I was trying to like piggyback on the interview. And so he turned and he was just like, he's, I don't know exactly what he said, but he, he just went on, he went, went in on me about my makeup and like how, like, wow, could you share a little with me or whatever, this whole thing. Um, and it was just like, oh my God, again, like I was devastated. Right. I was early on. I was like, I'm never going to be on a carpet again. Like he, he just destroyed me. The full circle moment was one, like a year later, I was at South by Southwest and he was doing a little independent film. And, and I saw the schedule. And it was like tomorrow morning, you're interviewing Rain Wilson and, um, and the filmmaker in this hotel lobby. South by Southwest is very pared down. It was very interpersonal. It was very personal, actually, and, and very intimate. So I was like, OK, there's no way he would remember this, of course. And then um, we did the interview. Saw him that morning. This is in a hotel lobby, South by Southwest. Did an interview, him and the filmmaker. Afterwards, we're tearing down. It went really well. And so we're all sitting there hanging out. And then, and then the, the filmmaker starts asking me, you know, like how long have you been doing this or whatever. And like, what's the worst, he said, what's the worst experience you ever had? And I was like, funny enough, I was like the story I've, people ask me that all the time. And the story I've had for the past like year or so has been you, Rain Wilson. And he's like, what? And then the filmmaker's <laughs> like, what does a-hole do to you? And I explained it. And then it was like a full, he laughed. He's like, you probably deserved it. Learn to do makeup, you idiot, whatever. <laughs> it was, it was a full circle. He, he, it was a, it was a full redemption. And you know, he's amazing. That's so, so funny. Dude. Yeah. I love it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you so when you're on the carpet and you're you, like you said recently you were like the number two person on the carpet sure, sure. or number one is does everyone stop for you or did anybody say no we'll pass uh, there's some people who aren't doing they're just not doing press Harry like for, at the Grammys like Harry Styles wasn't doing wasn't doing press they, a lot of them will do photos and they move on right and that was the, one of the challenges of the Grammys was most of the most of the big nominees were like the biggest names in music so it was it was like wow are we gonna get you know, how are we, how's this going to go? So that often does happen where they're just, they don't have to do it and they don't necessarily want to do it and they don't do it. And so in those situations, it's, it's not about, there's nothing you can do, right? You just have to, you kind of roll with that. So from my experience of like red carpets, like as a viewer, when you tune in, it looks very glamorous, very exciting, but when you're there <laughs> working it, right. it's the opposite. It's chaos. It's crazy. It's yeah. people yelling what how would you describe it to someone that has never been to a red sure. carpet and i and i will just make the distinction as well that like the demoralizing part that i talked about earlier is not the experience when you're doing like the live red carpet shows that we do at people that has been a total game changer for me because you're not like alone down the carpet mm -hmm. at a at front you know you're with this brand so you get the acknowledgement and for the live shows that that we do you're right. It is not. It's it's chaos. There's a lot of there's a lot of juggling. And depending on how much space you have, it is just an onslaught. Luckily, our team has it down to a, a real science. We've got people on the carpet that talk to the publicist. We know who's coming next. They're in my ear. They're telling me, you know, we're, we're live at that point. And so it's kind of like, you know, we're going to do a hot change from this person to the next person. Me and my co-host Janine uh, Rubenstein are, are always up to date in the ear. And so it turns into this like gauntlet of just like, boom, boom, boom. And you don't know when people are going to show up and when there's going to be a lull. So if there's a lull, all of a sudden you're all of a sudden you're just vamping for a period of time until until someone else shows up. But you're totally right. The perception of that world is totally different. You know, the day before or even hours before you've got guys, you know, construction guys out there just putting up, you know, tacking away the last stuff on the background and, and the step and repeat and making sure the carpet's up and whatever. Maybe there's rain. But, you know, all these celebrities are looking at like a full panel of just like <laughs> just a bunch of dudes, right? Like camera guys and like and, and crew guys that are that are all from various outlets and organizations and whatever. So it's it is definitely a smoke and mirrors kind of thing. But there is also a lot of inherent excitement about it because especially for award season and what we've experienced over the past few weeks are a lot of people that are really, really excited to be there and really grateful. And they are very excited to talk. And that's been that's been something I've really loved. So I look, 
right right now we're in the middle of award season. I mean, we're yep. going to be wrapping it up here this weekend with the Oscars. But when you think of award season, what what show are you like genuinely excited to cover? Because like I think about it, like the Golden Globe seems like a fun one because people already are going in knowing that it's probably going to be a good show. There's drinking. They're like excited Ooh. about it. <laughs> or is it like, no, not even award season. It's the MTV Movie Awards because it's just a lighter vibe. I don't know. What is your favorite show to like cover? Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Globes is fun. Um, SAG Awards is really big for us. And it's really fun because it's TV and movie. And it's there, there's something about you, you get into the psychology of all the stars. Right. And what do they care the most about? And I think across the board, what they really care the most about is their peers mm -hmm. view of them. And what, how are they doing compared to, you know, how do, how do the people that they work with and they consider equals? How do they view them? And so with the Screen Actors Guild, it's that's who's voting. Right. Other actors. So there is a different appreciation and emotion this this past week and i know from the public's perspective the sag awards are probably like the they're down the list a bit right in terms of yeah. even knowing what it is but from the from from the actor's perspective and from all of us that cover it what you see is just a real deep felt appreciation for every award and this year it was like there's so many legacy artists i was in the show and there was so much emotion and it was genuine emotion like these things have okay are you mad are you sad oh someone cried whatever this was like an hour of emotion. You had Eric, Jamie Lee Curtis. You have Brendan Fraser. Um, you've got uh, uh, just just a, just a whole onslaught of like these legacy artists that were making their way up, and then everything everywhere all at once, and and the the run that it's having, and the representation that's a part of that, and and just people that have been in the game for a long time that are finally getting acknowledged was really really palpable. And so to me, I love that one. And everyone's drinking, and everyone's eating, and you know, so it's kind of and and it's movie and TV actors, so everyone's there. Um, there's something really special about that. So when you're uh, actually, so when you cover these award shows, let's just say the Oscars, I know you've covered the Oscars in the past. Of course. Yeah. Are you able to go inside and actually watch the Oscars? The Oscars is a different beast for me personally. I always am either carpet or backstage in the press room kind of thing. Um, which by the way, one year, the funniest thing ever was, um, do you remember what David Arquette was doing stuff for, I think, um, Howard Stern. And yes. one, one year I was back in the press room and it's like, they call numbers. Everybody gets a number. So the star, the winner comes back and they're standing there in a microphone and there's like 50 people uh, uh, in bright lights and whatever. And then the person that runs the room will say, all right, we'll start with number three. Then we'll go to number 10. Three gets the microphone, ask a question, number 10. Also number 10 or whoever stands up, it's like, it's David Arquette <laughs> <laughs> asking like Natalie Portman a question. It was like, and every single celebrity had this moment of like, wait, David? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because he was just in there in like the trough with all of us, right? This was uh, this was a few years ago, but um, so I, I for the Oscars specifically, it's kind of like you're in this this press area, which is a whole production backstage. The winners come back, they get their photos taken, they do individual interviews with various outlets, then they come to the pr general press room, and all of that's a big production. They've got TVs everywhere, everyone's watching, everyone's got headsets, you know, in case in case there's someone's doing an interview while someone else is winning and. So there's a, uh, a a big energy to it for sure. It's would, a whole production rather, backstage. Would you rather be out front on the carpet or back there? Which is oh, a better spot? Oh, I would rather. Oh, that's a really good question. On a good carpet, if everybody's coming over, I would rather be on the carpet. But but backstage, I, I actually think backstage is one of the most unique experiences because you're getting people fresh. I mean, they're steps off the stage, right? Like they 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 just won. So a lot of times they're they're a little bit more re real, right? They're, they're kind of mm -hmm. like. They're they're on the high, um, and there's something there's something special about that. that grabbing someone on the high, and then realize that, you know realizing they're you're actually part of the moment with them. It's not your moment at all, but like you're you can feel the moment. Which I know it sounds so cheesy, but really there is something to it. No, for sure. Do you ever feel like when you're interviewing these celebrities, like because it is a red carpet and there's so many cameras and lights around, that they're not really being real? Like it's a, like they're still acting. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows the game, right? Like, I mean. Uh, and, and not, in a, not in a bad way. And it's not even nefarious or anything. It's just like, all right, you're at a movie premiere. They're promoting the movie. And then there, you know, there are movie, there, there are people that are more, uh, that are better at it than others, right? Like, um, there, there are people who would just seem very natural and very real and very good, no matter what. I mean, Tom Hanks is a good example of that. Um, that, you know, Tom Hanks has done a, countless interviews, but has an ability to make it seem like he's saying it all for the first time, right, to you. And that he actually cares about you right like you walk away it's like i might be friends with tom hanks i don't know i'm not i'm not 
but for 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 15 minutes i think we might be until i see other interviews and it's like oh he was really nice to everyone uh you so, know what i mean so when you're interviewing these people though like you obviously don't know how much time you get with each person has it work for you like if someone like is the publicist like hitting you from the back saying okay wrap it up are they like giving you like the okay one one last question behind your like Absolutely. behind your head yeah, a lot of times that happens and and i guess that's sort of an unseen part too that there's there's a uh, the pressure is the publicist brought them to you there's a there's kind of an agreement that like you know they've got a job to do their job is to keep it keep it moving keep everything on time uh and so yeah there's definitely been plenty of times and then you kind of work you know you learn you learn how to 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 move within those parameters they give you a tap okay let me ask one more. then you do one more final question the one that you really wanted probably um uh as the final one and yeah and just, so, so I, before the i'm sorry x before before you do the interview does the publicist come to you first or does the celeb see the mic flag and say, Oh, I'm gonna go over towards people? Like or can, like can definitely go can definitely go either way. And generally right red carpets, it's kind of like that, right? Like the 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 way they generally work is publicists are kind of doing a, a recon, like a general pass early. We'll be coming through, let you know, right? And then as and then they are managing, yeah, they're managing sort of the the movement of the carpet as as the person, as the celebrity makes their way down. And so there's a, there's definitely been a heads up given and if there's any stipulation about like, hey, sorry, we don't have a lot of time, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. All right. Is there a bit of relief that comes with the end of award show season? Because what a lot of people don't realize is you work Monday through Friday, but then award shows are either on Sunday or on the weekend. And so basically you're working nonstop for a couple months. Yeah. Are you excited that it's wrapping up or are you like, is it like a bummer yeah. because this is the best time of year you're getting the biggest interviews with the biggest people yeah it's exactly all of that at once it really is there's there's a level of, of satisfaction like i mean and and i think you see that with the nominees as well like here comes the oscars like by the time oscars night gets there and the after parties and all of that for them it's been a gauntlet they've been in this like rigorous schedule for months now campaigning all the way through you know what all the all the press leading up and then you know of course all that goes on during uh, the banquets and the award shows that you see, the, the the stuff that you don't see. So you even see it from their perspective. You can feel that's one thing that makes the Oscars special coming up, you know, next weekend is that there's a level of relief that like this is the big one. We're finally here. We finally made it. And then it's over. And yeah, you're right. Like everyone in the industry of award season breathes a collective sigh of relief when it's over, but it's not a relief that like we wish it. It's like, wow, that was really fun. Now let's take a break. You know, the industry definitely has like a a few months of of, of sort of dormant silence overall compared to the, to the buzz and the, and the hum of award season when it, at, right after the Oscars. How competitive is the red carpet or is it competitive? Are you guys fighting for interviews or like, it, are you guys talking smack about other outlets? Like, <laughs> like, how, how like I can't believe, wait, 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 well, I will say this, like when at people know, but in my previous life uh, at other places, yes. But um, at people, it's not like that. Uh, but I will tell you, there have been plenty of times where, all the red car the, the hosts we all get to know each other right like you're on the same circuit so you're kind of like you're kind of doing stuff you see the same people all the time you become friends and so there are often times where it's like a big interview happens or a big star comes through at the end of the night you kind of like get together like well, what did you get what they say to you did they say this did they say you know whatever kind of like gauging like what you got compared to what everybody else got kind of thing which is a which is a fun thing and that's and that's very unique to the red carpet like at a premiere type environment or like a big event where there's one big star and we're all trying to get that star and, and all the things. And anyway, there's a camaraderie for sure behind the scenes between uh, among the hosts of the of, of like all the red carpet events. Who, who are you closest to from another outlet? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I know Rachel Smith pretty well from ET. I see her quite a bit. She's actually spent some time in Nashville as well. I mean, I see Scott Evans all the time. Um, who, who, I mean, that, that, yeah, those are like the main ones. Um, it's, it's weird because I used to be really close to people in LA. And then when I was in New York over the past like year or two, it was only the, the most recent was like the past like two years that I did carpets again. Cause we kind of like got back out in there. We were doing a lot of in studio stuff. So yeah. Which celebrity is the one that you have the best relationship with? Like when they come down the carpet, they see you, they get excited. You get excited. Like Dax has that type of relationship with Jeffree Star. Um, so who is it? <laughs> I, dude, I, if we could get Jeffree Star on this podcast, it'd be the freaking best thing ever. That would oh, be yeah, awesome. I'm scared. I'm scared. You, you, okay. You know, okay. This is, this is a weird, this is a weird one. And, the, and I'll, I'll say this is in a weird way. The person that the people that I've become like oddly connected to in strange ways is the property brothers. <laughs> you look like you could be the why. third property it, brother. It's not like I'm not best friends with them by any means, 
but I have been, I, I was on, I've been on, I was on a train from New York to DC and a guy at the end of the train ride was like, are you one of those property brothers? And I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. But like, I can kind of see why you think that. I don't know. Like such a, such a weird thing. We've been on the Today Show together a few times and different things like that. Um, you know what? It's, it's ended up happening a lot of, um, as, as we were doing in studio uh, for the, the majority of people now, the show I was doing, we had so many, um, you know, like the cast of This Is Us became very familiar through over the years. A lot of country stars. Uh, we do tons of country. People like Kelsey Ballerini, people like um, um, Carly Pierce, uh, Michael Ray, people that kind of came through, Kane Brown, people like that that, are, that that go back to, I think I did Kane Brown's very first ever video interview or one of the very first when he was at the very beginning. And every time I see him on a carpet, I have seen him on a carpet subsequent to that. Um, there been a, there's been a moment of of acknowledgement of like man I remember like wow it's been it's been quite a journey like he's now you know one of the top country artists out there um, so it's it is also one of the pleasures of the job is, is the frequency of sitting down with people the frequency of kind of uh, of having like casual moments that lead to uh, you know at least familiarity over time you know well, I, I got to ask the question like do you are you one of those guys that asks the worst question ever. And on the red carpet, especially the big events, because this is I, the stupidest, worst question. Oh, I know what it is. Of, oh, boy. Here we go. I know what it, it is. Dax, what is it? It's what are you wearing? Yes. Who are you wearing? Okay. Yeah. So, Who are you wearing? Let, let I, me unpack that a little bit. Let me just unpack it a little bit. <laughs> because I'm obviously guilty. But here's the deal. <laughs> the deal is. From the backside of it, in terms of the kind of content that we love and want and the kind of content that gets the most passionate viewership, fashion is it. Our viewers, our consumers love the fashion. So we we ask that not because it's like a genius question, but more like it is of interest to a lot of, uh, the, of the content that we produce. So, and I'll tell you this as well, almost every celebrity is can't wait to answer the question because they are either being sponsored by someone or someone has, you know, they have a deal with whoever they're wearing and they want to get the word out because of that, that handshake at whatever level, you know? So, so there is, it's, it, you know, I know it's, it sounds like the dumbest question ever, but, <laughs> but it lends to, it ends, lends to, it makes its way into every single <laughs> platform of coverage <laughs> and is definitely one of the priorities because Look, red carpet moments are fashion moments as much as if, if maybe more so than they are anything else. So so I will defend it. I will defend it <laughs> and I will continue to ask it. You know, <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say this real quick, but here's the thing. People see people. Obviously, if I'm walking down the red carpet, people doesn't want to interview me. But um, there's a lot of people on the red carpet. There's a lot of celebrities. Obviously, you're looking to get as many interviews. But some people who aren't the biggest stars are going to want to be interviewed by people. How do you dodge that when people want to be interviewed by you guys? And like, mm. we're like, eh, I, oh, I don't know. Really that is care. a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, I When we're on a, in a live show um, environment, we have a very small margin for who we can speak to. So it, there's just not time, right? It's not that we're not, it's not that people as a brand is not interested in up and coming stars or people that aren't the biggest star yet or whatever. There's plenty of coverage given to that. When we're in, in those environments, we have a, we have a window that we're live and we have to get to these here's our list and it's kind of like if you're not on the list that's it but, but and by that i mean who are the nominees who are the big moment of the big people of the night so that's pretty that becomes a pretty easy a pretty easy thing and then you know as far as management of the of the live show we have a full team that's on the carpet that's coordinating you know who's coming up next and and there's there's an effort to you know make that flow smoothly how much so you prep like, no, are man. you how much prep are you putting into this in regards to the question because if you only get one question or whatever are you like writing all these out you know exactly what you're going to ask each person or you're coming up with it on the spot yeah we have producers that that do you know research packets but i always like to have i personally for for war shows specifically i do it's like studying for a college exam honestly and it's a, it's a little bit overwhelming but but for me i want to be very sort of like hands on my I want my I want to know this stuff myself not just it's on a piece of paper so mm -hmm. I always also like to have in addition to like okay you got four nominations you're this is your first nomination what da, 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 da. what would it mean to you da, da, da. I always like to have one little nugget that is that is a personal thing you just got your kitchen renovated or you just went on a <laughs> I saw I, you're about to have a baby you know like uh, or what's dad life like for you dad life's a big thing for me that's what I do now all the time and 
the people, you know, as a brand, we love, you know, we love celebrities talking about their kids um, for obvious reasons. So uh, for, for me, I, I always, my biggest deep dive of studying is I'm, I'm cramming, looking at Instagrams, looking at whatever I can find. That's like some personal little tidbit that's beyond the obvious, you know, nominations and blah, blah, blah. But are you do, you, do you have someone holding up like cue oh, cards no, right. to remind uh, you or it is it just like that, in your brain? Good question. That's a good question. It depends on the show. For the award shows, the live stuff, we do not have cue cards. That stuff is, and, and we don't know who's coming up when. And so that's very much on us to to be on our game for that. Now, we, ha we have producers that have sent us prep packets. So they've, you know, we've got it. But and some shows are like that. But for us, we tend to set it up so that we're kind of on the whole time. So it's harder to it's harder to like navigate sort of a card thing when I do premieres and things we'll tend to have, here's a card. Cause my biggest problem is I will start listening to someone's answer and forget, and then get like lost in their answer and then be like, Oh <laughs> shit, what was my question now? And now I got like, now I got to come up with it on the spot. Yeah. So, and for one thing I don't have that you do is someone talking in my ear. Right. That is the most distracting thing out there. How do you work yeah. through someone talking in your ear while you're trying to look professional and listen to an answer. Right. But I, I've gotten used to it to a point where that's my lifeline. Like I, I, you know, I, and, and me and the producer have a good relationship. I've already told them like, uh, you know, I tell her like, look, say, say who's coming next multiple times. Right. Like, you know, if, uh, if it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, wow, who do we just, I literally <laughs> we just interviewed a thousand people. Oh, you're talking to Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, you know, they're in my ear like we're going to hot switch wrap it up after this after she finishes this sentence you know wrap it up and then we're going to hot switch to austin butler austin butler's next austin butler elvis austin butler elvis you know like two or three times in my ear is the, <laughs> is, the, is the thing and they're always they're always very much on that but you're right there is a, a uh you have to keep a real focused friend not to talk about it like it's rocket science but there is something about staying kind of sort of listening here but but also um staying focused about you always have to know what you're where you're going right like yeah what's next what are you doing and that's the challenge is to listen and also have the next question ready i do word games um to try to remember specific things um i i try to do like word i literally will do word associations in my head so i won't forget i can't think of a good one right now but I, I had a I, I should have an anecdote for that, but I but I don't. I'll think of one before that. <laughs> I'd just be like, uh, who are you wearing? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> hey, back okay, back to that. Here's the question that I think is the worst question. Worse than who you're wearing. Anything that starts with what was it like? I just get and, and you have to to some degree ask them, but like, what was it like shooting the movie? Right? What mm -hmm. was it like working with them? Like I, I, it's, it's, I try so hard to avoid that because it's so basic, <laughs> but everyone falls into that. You know, you, you can go all the way around like, oh my God, you were out in the Irish countryside and doing different. What was it like making the movie? You end up landing at that same <laughs> stupid question. And I do it all the time, but I try my best to stay away from it. That, that one's worse than what are you wearing? What was the weirdest or wildest thing you've ever seen on a red carpet? Ooh. I was there the night that yeah. um do you remember when um when Machine Gun Kelly and uh Connor um McGregor the BMA uh-huh I was there I saw I saw that they're they're like hardcore they had like a crazy interaction where I don't remember who swung at who I don't remember what the, I don't remember exactly the scenario of like how that sparked Machine Gun Kelly uh, um um and uh Megan Fox and then Connor McGregor all ended up colliding and arriving at sort of the same time at the VMAs this is two years ago, I think. And yeah. then all of a sudden in the press line, you know, it's all really crazy. And the VMAs tends to be crazy anyway. It's like, it's a next level of like frantic energy and like egos are running crazy and people are feeling a little more free. And all of a sudden there was this scuffle and a huge uproar, uh, you know, and when you're on a carpet, photographers are yell at someone to get a picture, but this was a different kind of uproar. And you just saw from where I was standing, I could see tons of people moving around, you know, moving around and pulling people off. And, and that was one of the craziest things because it was an actual, like, seemingly a real, like, confrontation. That it wasn't playful. It didn't seem staged. It seemed very real. So, I don't know. That was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. Who, who, when they walk down the red carpet, there is, like, like there is a presence. Like, when they walk in. An aura. Like, there, yep. yeah, there, there's, like, an aura. Like, the, the room stops. Like, I picture someone like Rihanna walking I was in, literally about to say Rihanna. Like, yeah. <gasps> like, yep. takes their breath away. I was going to say Rihanna. Um, Rihanna, I, the last time I talked to her, we were at a, 
one of the Savage Fenty, the fashion events that she does, uh, you know, she's got that big line and we had been waiting on her forever. Uh, not, she wasn't late. It was just, we had to be there forever ago or, you know, to wait. And when she walked in, it was like dead silence and just all the focus on her that. And then cliche, Brad Pitt. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry to say it a couple years ago. Or what, what the last time I interviewed him was also at the Screen Actors Guild Awards uh, last time. Or whenever it was, whatever movie, whatever year, uh, Hollywood. Um, it's about time in Hollywood. Yep, yep. And he came up. We talked to him, and I remember turning around as we were ending the interview. I turned around, and you know, the, the whole carpet is full of like industry people that are all jaded. They've all seen everything. No one, you know, no one's starstruck. It was a sea of publicists and other nominees, all standing right there, waiting to look at Brad Pitt. <laughs> and I was like. They weren't going to yell at him. They were just watching him. So it was like the energy that he commanded. And then as he walked off and the whole thing just kind of like moved with him. Right. People are just like even celebrity, other celebrities. He's a he's a movie star star. It's like even other celebrities are like, look at Brad Pitt. That was also the year that him and Jennifer Aniston were there to get not together, but they were there at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of encountered each other backstage, which we were there for. We saw that happen. And that was kind of interesting. What are your th well, why Brad Pitt in your in your opinion? Because no one knows the answer. But why does he kind of you know, have this energy around them or why does he kind of bring this type of attention? I think people, point? his, I, first of all, he's just, he holds a, a spot as like sort of the sex symbol thing. And I think generationally now, you know, he's been around for decades as this lofted up as this movie star sex symbol kind of thing, you know, but then also I think that people at his level and Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio does a good job of it. Um, you know, I think like Julia Roberts, people like that do a really good job of being, they're not just everywhere, you know, they, they're, they're a little, there's, there's still some mystery, right? You don't hear from them all the time. And there's really, I think a lot of big stars have captured that balance really well of they go out and promote when they need to, they do things at important times, but there's a lot of mystery. People don't know what they're doing every day. They're not posting everything all the time. Um, and, and there's a level of anonymity and, um, and mystery surrounding them that, that I think keeps them like, keeps interest in them. It's, yeah. almost, it's, it's like they become a figure in our heads, in our imagination of this movie star figure. So to see that person ex existing in human form right here, it feels like, wow, there, there he is. He looks, he looks just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeremy, we you, do a little you... bit of a speed round real quick. Yep. Oh, boy. I want to ask you a few quick questions. Dax and I go back and forth. The first thing that pops in your mind, just kind of mm. uh, tell okay. us what your thoughts are. Ready? Uh, yep. Dax, you want to start? I'll start, you want me? I'll start it. Ready? Uh, nicest celebrity. Tom Hanks. Funniest celebrity. Oh man. Uh, Russell Brand. <laughs> uh, most handsome. Paul Rudd. How about the prettiest in person? Ooh. Ana de Armas. Okay. Interesting. How about scariest? Uh. Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> just scary. If you scary get your meeting, microphone too close to scary because the microphone. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, no, that's not true. The scariest is um uh Tommy Lee Jones. Everyone knows Tommy Lee Jones can yeah. be a tough cookie. He can oh, be a tough yeah. one. I and I've sat down with him before and I was I was he he commands like an energy, right? He's a he's a very he's a <laughs> what is he? I don't know. He's just a very strong character and is known to be a strong character, but I, I did make him uh, chuckle. So I was probably saying it's funny. I'm like, why does he even do press? He clearly hates it. Like why, why even set up these uh, reporters for failure when you have him in the room? It's like, it's like, yeah, he's got to do it. And he's very, it's very clear that he has to. <laughs> <laughs> um, best after party. Hmm. Ooh, SAG Awards was just good. I would say uh, Grammys. Okay. What about uh, and why the Grammys? I just wanted to know. Um, no, I just I the the type of star, music stars know how to have a good time. Like there, there's just you know there there's there's a different vibe with musicians than actors for sure. Okay. I think musicians live in a world of parties, <laughs> so it's like the you know the after parties end up being it's just it feels heightened. What what is the best perk of working for People Magazine? Seeing movies way before they release. Dope. That's my favorite <laughs> thing. I, lo I love seeing movies right out of the gate. Uh, hardest cool. part of the job? Um, staying fresh. Right? It becomes, it becomes, it can become very, uh, you know, the nature of it, just like any job is like, even if you're talking to, it's simultaneously, I love that it's different people all the time. That helps me. But 
you know, at, at, at peak time, I'm doing like, you know, back at, you know, with the day to day show, I would do three or four interviews a day. And it was, you know, it just turns into a real, you're on, you're on a treadmill. So done with the, the rapid fire questions, but I want to know what's your opinion? What do you think is going to be mentioned about Will Smith this at the Oscars? Mm, that's a good question. Did you see Chris Rock's thing he just did? I, yeah. Ooh, he was, I, yeah. I watched Finally speaking out and railing on him. Yeah, there's no way it's not going to be mentioned. I'll bet you they want to just move on from it. But um, Jimmy Kimmel cannot not mention. You're it. right. There's no way it's he impossible. won't. It's I, I suspect he'll mention it right at the top, and it'll never be mentioned again. You know and what I here's mean? The, here's the next question: Who presents the award for best actor? Because it's always been last year's winner, and now you don't. The last year's winner is not allowed in the building. So yeah, what do they do? That's a very good question. That's actually a very good question. Do they bring Chris Rock back and have like a real big moment? I mean, you know, the, the other piece that we've seen with a lot of the all the award shows, including the Oscars, is a real hunger for viral moments, right? Mm -hmm. um, they to, to stay relevant. You know, they're fighting relevance, and they the viewership and ratings are always like up in question. And are they up or are they down? So it would be a a huge moment of that would probably you know get play and pick up or whatever if they had Chris Rock do it again. If he's the one that comes in and fills right. in for will Yeesh. i mean if i were the producers i think doesn't that wouldn't you, would you do that i mean doesn't that seem like i mean that seems a like play? a smart move it's i mean yeah. i've honestly thought it would have been just better if it, the two like will Bring and Chris just came out on stage and like shook hands and if like there was, ended all of it that if there would was any the chance moment. if there was any chance that that was going to happen after chris rock stand up that's absolutely not yeah, gonna happen. it's gone now <laughs> You know how I, I think Jimmy Kimmel addresses it? I think what he does is he goes on stage, addresses it, makes a joke. Then he makes a joke about Peter Dinklage. Then Peter Dinklage comes out in the crowd and punches him in the balls and then runs <laughs> up. You know? I think that would be really funny. Oh my I think just, Actually, that is an incredible bit. And that, like that that would be that would be epic. You're, you're exactly right. Like, yeah, who would, Kimmel, <laughs> who would Kimmel most likely have? Who would Kimmel have hit him, right? Like Matt Damon, yeah. Matt Damon, that would be the Matt thing. Like if he, had, if he had Matt, that would actually be it. If he had Matt Damon in the audience and Matt Damon came up and hit him, that's... But then, but then you go down the road of everyone condoned the violence and all of that, and now you're making light of... Like, that's true. Blah, blah, blah. So there are sensitivities. Do they, yeah. So it's like, do they pivot toward the sensitivities or do they pivot toward overall making a joke of what has been made a joke of now a zillion times? So that's a good question. You're right, they... Yeah, it's that, that I, there's no doubt that's come up, right? Like, and then it turns into how how sort of like stiff does the academy want to be, and and how they maintain the bar of the show and the organization. But I uh, do I do like the Peter Dinklage one. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that that is actually really funny. Really like someone good. random, they gotta make yeah. fun of some random, just a like, random person. And, yeah, well, this, I think. But Jimmy's I listening think, to our podcast today, so we'll give him this bit. He can take yeah. and run with it. The, I think the Damon, the Damon idea, it fall, it's safer because they have an established situation between the two of them. You know, mm -hmm. like they've got an established, the ongoing bit, so it would make more sense, and it would, it would, it would bring less criticism, and it would still hit the mark. But that's that's funny. Or do someone random like make fun of like CT from the Real World and Real Rules Challenge, and he comes out <laughs> like, what? What is people CT would be like? Who is challenge? this guy? <laughs> Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be funny. All right, well, Jeremy, dude, I really appreciate coming on the podcast. It's uh, your bud, and your, your, it's uh, you just kill it, man. You're good at what you do, and it's uh, it's good to talk to you right before award season to hear, you know, for our audience to hear about what it's like and to hear someone humanize the red carpet experience because it, it's. I wouldn't say maybe because we're jaded because we've we've done a bunch, but it's it's not. It's sometimes they're fun. Sometimes it's work. It's sure. uh, they're very interesting, but uh, make sure you guys follow uh, Jeremy at the Jeremy Parsons. He's a fun guy to follow. And it's like, uh, to see where he's at. Yeah. I, I'm fun. If you want to see me doing random dance moves and my children, uh, <laughs> periodically, uh, yeah. if you want to see Jeremy and his family, definitely go follow <laughs> him on IG. <laughs> and then occasionally me with like Megan Fox or something. Uh, hey, thank, thank you guys for having me. I hope this was the most boring thing you've ever done, but I appreciate no, it. No, this is fun, man. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think the red carpet world is something so foreign to a lot of our listeners and to hear kind of like what it's like to someone who works on it quite often and gets those questions sure. and like just the reality of what a red carpet is like, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks, buddy. That was a lot of fun. He was fun, dude. I, he's got such a good personality that like that was fun to just chat. Like I felt like he's like our buddy just having a conversation. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I just, I don't know. It's the red carpet. It's just, it's, it's a weird such an experience. It's very weird. It's not all like glamour as most people, as a lot of people might think. I mean, I've never yeah. covered the Grammys or like the huge award shows like, like he has. I mean, I've covered maybe, maybe the biggest award show I've covered is probably like the VMAs. I think. Okay. I mean, that's just also not that great too, because the VMAs invite so many random people too, mm-hmm. where you get like the random losers, and then all the big celebrities like stop before they come to you. Like no one even. I don't know. It's such a big carpet. It's not the real thing. But I don't know. He's a he's guys has fun stories, and I just like to hear his experiences from being in a good position on the yeah. red carpet. Uh, make sure you guys uh, like and subscribe us on YouTube. Sorry for the glasses again. I have pink eye. I. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, run it all. We have a private Facebook group off the record. Um, guys, join it. It's a really fun group where we guys just just a good community where you guys could ask us questions. You guys talk to each other. It's really cool and fun. Leave a review. Go wherever you live, listen to like the podcast. Just search in uh, Hollywood Raw. Go all the way to the bottom, especially on the podcast app on Apple. Put in five stars, say a few kind words, leave your name and where you're from, and we'll give you a little shout-out on air. It's the best thing you do to support us. If you've already left this review, grab your partner's phone and do it for them. Get two reviews out of it. Why or not? your mom, your dad, your child. Just grab yeah. everyone's phone, please. <laughs> yeah, I literally do that when I'm out at a bar. Yeah, give me your phone real quick. Um, follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys later. Bye. A Huda Media Production.